You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. Who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is views from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, let's flip it around. Let's talk about the offensive side of the football. And obviously, as we have every pod and probably will the rest of the year, we begin with Baker Mayfield. Baker, 12 of 25, 170, one touchdowns, no interceptions, a rating of 83.8 if you follow that statistic. He was also sacked one time for a loss of one yard. Uh, Lonzo, I'll say this, man. I was was very optimistic about Baker. I remain optimistic that the quarterback that took over a 1-15 in Browns team and then led them to the playoffs in a couple of years is going to show back up. But the next time he shows up in Carolina will be the first time he shows up in Carolina. Uh, the seat I was sitting in was in, in 255 was at the end of the field. So I got a very Madden camera-esque. And me and the folks that were were sitting around me were calling out the receivers that Baker missed. And maybe more importantly, were groaning at the wide open receivers that Baker was missing. I don't know what the deal is because now it's been three weeks of the regular season, plus training camp, plus the preseason, you're kind of past the point where you can blame a lack of familiarity with the offense, a lack of chemistry and timing with the team on Baker Mayfield. I don't know what is going on right now, but Baker is just missing throws at this point. Do you have any theory on why that might be? All right, so the first couple games, uh, a lot of the blame could have been placed on the receivers. This game, you couldn't say that. As you said, there were wide-open guys, and he was not even close to where his, you know, your first thought is, is he hurt? No, he's not hurt. If you look look at the look on his face, you and I have worked together for a little bit. I know the look on your face. You know the look on my face. When I'm just having a bad day and nothing works, no matter how hard I try, I'm trying to fight through it. Nothing is working. It seemed like Baker was having that kind of day. The first couple of games, he had some of that look on his face, but he managed to fight through it and start to connect and and uh, find his receivers and started to look a little comfortable. He just looked like he was not there. I mean, mentally or physically, he just didn't seem like he was there at all. It almost makes you think like there's something going on outside of football maybe that was a distraction because he wasn't there. Despite all that, his teammates picked him up and he hit just enough and he wasn't out there throwing picks. So at least you could say that. There were a couple of times he threw the ball that if he tried to force it to the guy that he was throwing to, uh, maybe some of those throws were bad on purpose because there were defenders around him. The secondary had – the guy's covered, and he just threw it in the ground. I don't know. I think he was having a bad day. 
I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's just having a bad day. You know, it's uh, it's interesting because one of the conversations we had was that Baker has been known over the years as a guy who tries to force a play, right? Like tries to force a play, puts a ball into coverage, is trying to throw guys open down the seam into triple and, and, and single high safety coverage where the back defensive back has a line on the ball, et cetera. And he, you're right, he did not do any of that. Did not do any of that. Wasn't forcing anything. And you got to wonder if perhaps there's a little hesitancy there, right? Like if, if in being the new guy, and in taking the criticism so far and in recognizing the struggle of where Carolina has been in the last nine regular season weeks to get to where we are now, if if maybe there is an element of don't try to do too much, right? Like you, you, you've all heard, we've all heard coaches in the past who have said, don't try to do too much. Do what you can do. Do what the defense gives you. And then let your playmakers around you make plays. Well, I almost kind of wonder if Baker in Cleveland pre the Jarvis Landry days, when there was a lot going on, his forcing plays, his making something happen is what made Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. And now that he's in a new team and he's taken over and, and he knows that, you know, Sam Darnold's coming off the IR in four weeks or whatever it is. And, and he's going to make his case to take his job back and all that. I almost wonder if if you're not wrong, so if there's a little bit of hesitancy, right? Like if there's a little bit of hesitancy out of Baker Mayfield to not make mistakes that has kind of prevented him from being the guy, or have we just seen the best that Baker Mayfield is capable of doing, which I I, I really hope not because I've seen him play better than this. And again, I don't want to put all the offensive woes just on Baker Mayfield but it starts with him every single play. And there were a lot of opportunities where we left points on the field yesterday. Well, I, I, again, if we went back to game one and two and we didn't see some of the old Baker, because we did, there were drives where he was precise. He was hitting everybody. Everything was clicking in the first two games. This game, it seemed like nothing was clicking. And they still won, you know? And like you said, if you look in the past, man, he would force things and cause interceptions. And maybe he thought, I don't have it today, but I'm not going to make the mistakes that I've made in the past, and I'm not going to cost us this game. It means too much. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, like I said, I, I, I even in week one, if you go back and listen to our week one pod, I was even willing to blame it on the offensive line to some degree, right? Like, okay, he's not getting a lot of time to throw. He's getting a second and a half to two seconds tops to establish his footing and get rid of the football. His offensive line has been good the last two weeks. Not, not perfect, not excellent, not pro bowl worthy, but they've been dramatically better. I, I saw earlier uh, one of my other Panther podcaster friends pointed out that as the pro football focus grades go, this was like the lowest graded week uh, of, of the Panther season since last year. I'm going to tell you, Again, from watching both sides of that offensive line, the offensive line was fine. I mean, it was fine. They ended up giving what? I, I believe they ended up giving up uh, one sack on, or sorry, three sacks on the day. And a couple of them came late in. Uh, frankly, 
the offensive line was more than good enough in this game. And you can look at the 108 from McCaffrey to know that that is the case. I cannot blame it on the offensive line for Baker this time around. And as you pointed out, you can't blame it on a major cause of the dropsies like we had in the first couple of weeks. Everybody else was 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 more than doing their job. And it's like Baker just didn't have the confidence or maybe worse, the ability. But as you pointed out, we've seen him do it. So we know the abilities in there. What do we need to do to bring it out of him? All right. The TV broadcasters mentioned something that they may, may be right about. They were saying that they thought his hesitancy came from how many batted balls he's had, that he's had so many batted balls that it's causing him to hesitate and overthink because he's he's looking for that lane where his balls won't get batted down. And I think to a degree, that might be some of it. I could see it being a, a, a part of it, right? I mean, how many years did we watch five foot nine Drew Brees in the same situation, in a very similar situation of seeing a lot of his passes get knocked down at the line of scrimmage. And I, I, I understand that. And I don't even disagree that it would be a part of the reason. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. But you got to move past that, man. You just got to play your game, right? Like, because if you're going to, if you're getting balls knocked down and you want to change something to stop that, you change your mechanics, right? You get a you get a higher release point. You do like Drew Brees did, and you play up on your tiptoes so that when you drive, you add that extra inch or two on your height by getting up on your toe when you drive through the leg. It's a mechanics thing. Baker cannot allow that to get to the point where it changes the way that he attacks the play, changes the way that he reads a route. It changes the way that he throws the ball into certain windows and positions uh, because while changing your mechanics can very frequently end up in you having some major problems. We've seen that in the NFL over the years. Changing the way that you act on a play, changing the way that you play a play, that will wreak havoc on you. And like I said, it's a good 22-14 win, but it was much closer than we would have liked because the offense just could not stick it in the end zone uh, until until that fourth quarter. And we'll talk about that coming up in a little while uh, in the next segment. But look, it, it really does come down to, for Baker, you're kind of getting to the point where the folks who were critics of this trade, of you coming in to be the starting quarterback, I'm, you're kind of getting to a point where you're like, maybe they were right. And I don't want to say that they were right and I was wrong. And I'm sure Baker Mayfield feels the same way. Well, I, and I, I, you know something else. When he, the passes he did hit, they went for quite the distance. Now you can say like the Chenault uh, catch, was what like a five yard pass that he turned into a sixty seven yard pass, uh, but that's why you get the ball to your playmakers. So some guys were starting to shine when Baker did connect. 
So he connected on enough to, to get a touchdown out of it, to drive them down the field, to get them in field goal position. It wasn't, it wasn't all Christian McCaffrey. The ball had to be delivered to the receivers that got all that extra yak. So, I, I mean, yeah, he only hit on half his passes, but the ones he did hit, for the most part, turned out to be pretty good passes. Speaking of Christian McCaffrey, 25 carries, 108 yards, averaged up over 4.2, almost 4.3 per carry. No rushing touchdowns for the Panthers in this one, but a good day nonetheless for McCaffrey as he goes back up over the century mark in back-to-back games. Uh, you know, I, 25 carries. I, I'm, waiting. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting because if you, if you throw the passes in there too, that would be like what? Over 30 touches? And, uh, and I, I think he got 20. I want to say it was 27. I think he had uh, two grabs. He was targeted four times. So 29 scheduled touches uh, on so, the day. So, so so there we go. There we go. Nearly 30, which is what I've been saying all along, that if you get 30 and we'll go 29, you know, a, attempted touches by Christian McCaffrey is why the Panthers won. And uh, you're welcome. I mean, so so that needs to happen every week if the Panthers want to win. Even when you're having a subpar uh, day by your quarterback, you get McCaffrey somewhere around 30. It's a guaranteed victory, Rob Brown. Guaranteed. I mean, we're one and two. Let's maybe slow the roll just a little bit. The, the, the problem was never going to be in an individual game. The problem's going to be wear and tear over the course of the regular season. That being said, where I was going with that was that McCaffrey uh, looked like the Christian McCaffrey of old, right? Like he looked like the guy who was not running afraid, who was not running scared, who was not running to avoid contact. I will also say that you got a healthy dose of McCaffrey working off tackle instead of ISO and slamming him up the gut. Now, Chuba Hubbard had three carries for 25 yards. I would have loved to have seen a little bit more out of him because I do think if you're Matt rule, I would like to see the experiment of the two headed machine, the two headed monster with both of those guys back there. But I will say for right now, Lonzo, that you may tip your cap to yourself because McCaffrey looked like he was running the ball in 2017. Like he was not afraid. Like he was not a guy who's dealt with injury. He looked much better with the football with every touch he had in this game. And I absolutely think there's something to be said for that. All right. So when I get back from vacation, I, uh, I'm okay with Pat on the back. I mean, you can give me one of those and say, say, say you were right in person. Cause I mean, this is, this is awesome and everything, but you know, and uh, by then there'll be another Panther victory. If they go and let CMC touch that ball around 30. Well, they got Arizona this weekend, so let's hold off on the back paths because I will not see you in person again until that game is concluded. I hope that it is a backpack. I may even bro hug you with the backpack. Uh, we with the backpack. We will see how it plays out. Uh, Kyler's got Kyler's got to be scared of that defense. I, I we'll be talking about it later in the week. He's got to be scared. Oh, we'll of be that talking defense. about it coming up in the next segment. But before we get into the defense. Obviously, we've got to mention Chenault, two grabs, 90 yards and a touchdown was influential in this game for a guy who did not dress in week one and week two, though, 
for a guy who was picked up in a trade like pretty much at kickoff of week one, Chenault was exceptional. Exceptional on Sunday. Gabe Baker, the escape route, ran through contact. Uh, I mean, game ball. My no Matt Rule got a game ball. Chenault gets game ball too. You know, I was I've been watching press conferences like crazy, and 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 all the reporters kept asking about Chenault, and I hadn't really heard of him before. I'm like, is this dude that big of a deal? I mean, he got Jackson, wasted in Jacksonville by Urban yeah, Meyer. That's why. Yeah, Jacksonville let him go, and it's it's like, yeah, Urban Meyer wasn't there when they let him go. That would be the present coach. Uh, but I, they, they let him go, and uh, Coach Rule kept saying, he's coming along, he's coming along, he's getting it. When he's ready, we're going to have him in there. And the first thing you notice is kickoff. Not only did he catch the ball, he ran with it, he didn't fumble it. So that right there is a win for me. And then when he took off on that long 67-yard, it's like, dude, where's this guy been? And I hope this is just the tip of the iceberg for him. It might be. Kid is an athlete. There is zero doubt about that.